The preceding message is brought to you by Kingsword Everywhere Nigeria. Stay tuned after this message for more information about Kingsword Everywhere Nigeria. To what to the wise, no riches to men of understanding, no to men of skill. But Solomon said, this is what I observed. I observed that time and chance happen to them all. Hallelujah. Whether you are swift or not swift, whether you are strong or not strong, whether you are wise or not wise, whether you have understanding or not, whether you have skill or not, time and chance happen to everybody. As long as you have time. And every time you start a new day, you start a new week, you start a new month, what that communicates to you is that you have time. Somebody shout, I have time. Really, that's all we have. As long as you have time, you have a chance. Chance there speaks of an opportunity. As long as you... The only people that don't have a chance are people that don't have time any longer. And that's talking about people that are dead. Look at what he said in verse 12. Very, very interesting. For man also does not know his time. You will not always have time. And that's why that scripture, Pastor Inda read to us, is very important about us redeeming the time. Man does not have his time. He doesn't always know his time. Like fish taken in a cruel net. Like birds caught in a snare. So the sons of men are snared in an evil time. And we have acknowledged, and she mentioned earlier, that we are living in an evil time. The Bible tells us we are living in an evil time. So the sons of men are snared in an evil time when it falls suddenly upon them. Hallelujah. So he said on a basic level, all of humanity, no matter who you are, he said particularly when there are evil days, please listen to me very carefully. Life and things can actually reduce any man to just a fish that is caught in a net. And that, that picture is trying to say you are helpless. At that point, if there's nothing the fish can do, the fish is helpless. When the fish is swimming in the water and there's no trap, it's, I mean, it's probably the happiest animal, swimming, jumping, diving. But the moment that fish gets caught in a net, that's the end. The same thing with a bird. Hallelujah. Birds are flying, they are soaring, they are diving, they are everything. But the moment they get caught in a trap, there's nothing they can do. They can't free themselves. They can't free themselves. It says when evil days come and when dark time comes, it reduces man to that kind of level. Hallelujah. However, Understand the previous verse tells you that no matter who you are, no matter where you are, 
you will always have a chance if you have time. Hello, somebody? So it behooves us to make the most of the time that we have. Hallelujah. And that's what we need to do in this month of February. Praise God. That's why living by faith is important. Lift your hands this morning. Say, Heavenly Father, I receive help from you to make the most of the time that you have given me. I thank you for every opportunity that you cause to come my way this season. And I thank you for the wisdom and the grace to make the most of it. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Help me high five a neighbor to your left and to your right and tell them redeem the time, redeem the time, redeem the time. You can be seated in God's presence. Hallelujah. Praise God. So, the question that needs to be answered is not whether you are swift or fast or sharp enough. It's important to be swift and fast and sharp. In fact, as you go on in life, your goal to be is to be swift, to get better and better. What would have taken you 10 hours to do before? Try to be swift in doing it so that you can do it in five hours. But that's not the main question to always answer in life. Particularly in evil days. When dark and evil days come, it can make the smartest person to look very ordinary. That's not the most important thing. The most important thing is not how strong you are. It's good to be strong. In fact, you should aim to be stronger and to build strength. We've talked about that often in church. The scripture says that if you fail in the face of adversity, your strength is small. So this is not telling us not to be swift. This is not telling us not to be strong. The most important question to ask is not how much understanding you have. Of course, we want understanding. Like the Bible tells us to pray for understanding, pray for wisdom. It's not about how wise you are. It's not about how skillful you are. We need skill. God wants you to ask him. In fact, we were praying the other day about Daniel and his friends, how God gave them understanding and skill when they go to Babylon. And when the king called them, Nebuchadnezzar called them to assess them, he found them ten times better than all the other magicians. Of course, he promoted them because of the skill they had. But sometimes, particularly evil times, no matter how skillful you are, it can reduce you to rubbish. Like a bird that is caught in a trap. Like a fish that is caught in a snare. Anybody that observes life, and that's what Solomon was doing, he said, I came and I returned. And I saw that it's not the swift it's not the swiftest person that always wins. It's not the quickest person. It's not the smartest person. It's not the strongest person. But then he said, I observed time and chance. Please listen to me very carefully. Because what God told me to tell you is to help you to direct your faith very well this month. 
direct your faith very, very well. What to target your faith on. Time and chance. It happens to you. So it's all about you seizing your moment. Taking your opportunity. Using your chance well. Your chance will come. Tap anybody this morning and tell them your chance will come. As long as you have time. As long as you have time. You will have an opportunity. And it's about seizing that opportunity. Praise God. Now, somebody has said, and it's actually a scriptural argument, one of the best places to use to observe life is to watch competitive sports. And you read Paul's apostle to the Corinthians, he talked about the athletes that prepare to go for Olympics. And he said that that's how he lives life and does ministry. That the discipline that an athlete and the sports person does, that that's how he does ministry. Sometimes, this illustration that Solomon was sharing here, you can observe it in sports. And I know not everybody likes football, and not everybody follows football, but some of us do. So permit me this morning, I've been, some of us have been watching, we're watching the Nations Cup, the African Nations Cup. And it's been a very, very interesting tournament this year around, for those of you that followed. But please, I'm not talking about football, I'm talking about this principle you taught here. One of the most remarkable lessons is the host nation. I was watching them again yesterday. By all indications, they don't seem to have one of the strongest teams. They are not the most skillful, per se. They are not necessarily the strongest. They don't seem to have the most skill. And in the group stages, they were left for dead. Their last match, they lost it by four goals and... It was as if they were not going to qualify. In fact, they said a riot had started in, in the country because the people were disappointed. But something happened. They managed to qualify out of the group. Please try to follow me, those of you that are not football people. Please, I'm going somewhere. And they managed to qualify. And they had another chance. Somebody said they had another chance. Not everybody qualified out of the group. Ghana went home. They say Nigerians have been trolling Ghanaians on the internet. <laughs> Nigerians have been making fun of Ghanaians. It always goes that way. We've not gotten over the fact that they knocked us out of the last World Cup. It was Ghana that knocked Nigeria out. So even though we didn't play Ghana at this competition, that Ghana did not qualify. No more time for them. And because they have no more time, they have no more chance. Ivory Coast wasn't the most skillful team. It, it became obvious. They are not the strongest team, but they had another chance. And they now met the champions in the next round. By all indication, Senegal, they were the better team. They were more skillful. In fact, four minutes, those ones had scored. And they came, the game kept dragging on, dragging on, dragging on, just about three minutes ago, because they had time. And then an opportunity presented itself to Ivory Coast. And they scored. And the game dragged to penalties. They won. It was a major upset. Same thing happened again yesterday. They were playing a stronger, better team. Mali was playing yesterday. Mali scored first again. And it looked as if Mali was going to win them. Please, I'm teaching you life here, like Solomon is, uh, is talking here. 
the last minute of the second half, a chance came again. Somebody say chance came. A chance. All through the 90 minutes, it was as if they hardly had any chance, but they just kept in the game. They stayed in the game. In fact, the odds were against them. One of their players got a red card. But the nation was supporting them. The stadium was full of Ivorians praising them. A chance came, please hear me very well, and they took it. And those of you that watched the match yesterday again, towards the end of the extra time, another chance came. They took it. They won. They beat a superior team. They beat a stronger team. They beat a team that had more skill. All that they had was they had more time in the competition. And every time their chance came, they seized the chance. Praise God. Somebody say time and chance. This is what God will do for you in life. God will always give you a time. If you have time or if you are alive, God will always give you a chance. Are you hearing me this morning? The question is, will you seize the opportunity? Praise God. Will you make use of that chance? Hallelujah. And that's what matters many times in life. Many, many times what matters is just staying there long enough, staying in faith long enough, and waiting for the opportunity to present itself to you. Glory be to God. And seizing that opportunity. Hallelujah. And that's what you're going to do this month. Let's go to that scripture in Ephesians 6 that Pastor Inda said, and then we'll come back to this um, Ecclesiastes once again. Ephesians 5. Hallelujah. Verse 15. Ephesians chapter 5, verse 15. See then that you do not walk circumspectly, not as fools, but as wise. Hallelujah. Redeeming the time. Because the days are evil. Therefore, do not be unwise, but understand what the will of the Lord is. And then he admonished us here, don't be drunk with wine in which is dissipation, but be filled with the Spirit. Speaking to one another in psalms, hymns, spiritual songs, singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord, giving thanks. Hallelujah. Somebody shout, giving thanks, always, giving thanks, always, for all things to God the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. And verse 21 says, submitting to one another in the fear of love. Praise God forevermore. Hallelujah. Look at what he's telling you here. Says you are you are living in evil days. You are living in difficult days. We are living in challenging days. We are saying something during the twenty-one day fast that we had. We don't know tomorrow. Nobody knows the challenges that, that will come this year. That's why we took time to wait upon the Lord and to renew our strength, so that whatever comes, Hallelujah, because we are connected to Him that knows tomorrow. Whatever comes our way, we'll be able to make it, Hallelujah. 
That's how you face life. And I tell you, that's how you deal with evil days. This one now goes on to admonish us here that in difficult, dark, evil days, one of the main things you need, and you're going to see Solomon talk about that. I'm going to go back to Ecclesiastes in a moment. You're going to need wisdom. And what will wisdom help you to do? Wisdom will help you to discern your opportunity. To discern your chance. And most importantly, to make a move when that door opens onto you. Hallelujah. Don't walk like fools, he said. But as wise. Making most of the time because the days are evil. Therefore, if you are going to need wisdom, can somebody shout, I need wisdom? Oh, that's not a shout. I can't feel you this morning. Say, I need wisdom. Say, in order to seize my opportunity, in order to take my chance, in order to maximize my moment, I need wisdom. Hallelujah. Praise God. Now, you know he had already told us, please watch very carefully what we read in Ecclesiastes, that it's not the wise person that necessarily comes out on top. He said riches is not always to the wise. But he's telling you here that in a time of darkness, one of the things your faith should be all out for is to get the wisdom to seize your moment. So wisdom is important, but it's important for this reason, to help you to take your chance. Let me hear somebody shout this morning, I will not miss my chance. I will not miss my moment. Hallelujah. It's possible to be a wise person. And you've been operating in wisdom for a while. And a special opportunity comes your way, but you didn't take that chance. But it's another thing to know that by the grace of God, by the help of God... And by the hand of God upon my life, an opportunity is going to come my way this season. An opportunity that will help me to overcome, even if the odds are stacked against me. And Lord, I'm asking you for the wisdom at that particular moment to see that opportunity and to seize that opportunity. That's what he's emphasizing here. Hello, somebody. Hallelujah. And then he went further in his teaching. This is how you can secure that you will have that wisdom at the right time, for the right moment, to seize your chance. Say, so don't be drunk with wine. Rather be filled with the Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost is referred to, he wrote to the Ephesians, the spirit of wisdom and revelation. Be filled with the Spirit. Be filled with the Holy Ghost. To the point where you are speaking in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord, be very, very watchful of the melody that is ringing in your heart. Sometimes I, I catch myself doing this. A popular song that is going around in town. Who can give me one? Just, no, 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 we are not going to crucify you. Just sing one. Let's sing one. Okay. Twee, twee. I think I've seen that one. Which other one do you know? Ah, I don't know that one. I know that twee, twee. 
while I was watching the match yesterday, they were singing this one. Um, lonely at the top. Uh -huh. You know yourself. But watch. I mean, even me, Pastor, because you hear these things, it's on the radio, you are watching a TV program, they see it, and that song is coming out in your, like a melody in your heart. I always watch, every time those things happen, it tells me that, ah, you need to go and spend some more time praying. No, I'm, I'm showing you how to get this thing. Because when your chance comes, it's not lonely at the top you need to hear. <laughs> you may not even make it to that top if you are singing lonely at the top. What you need is a hymn in the spirit, a song in the spirit. To hear the voice of the Holy Ghost, not the voice of... Uh -huh. Ashake. Sir, in a day of evil, Ashake cannot help you. But the Holy Ghost can. <laughs> the Holy Ghost can. Watch what is ringing in your heart. Pastor Inda said when she goes to the store, she saw, ah, it, was, it has increased by 10%. It has increased by 10%. If that is the song that is ringing in your spirit, the price is going up 10%, going up 20%. Instead of melody of the Holy Ghost. So you are not going to, you, the opportunity will come in the midst of all this recession and inflation. There is still a divine opportunity from God. But the question is, will you see it? And will you have the wisdom to be able to seize it. Oh, hallelujah. He said, I need you to be wise. And this is how you are going to be wise. Be filled with the Holy Ghost. And this is how you should be filled with the Holy Ghost. Singing psalms, hymns, spiritual song. Making the melody of the Spirit in your heart. Get yourself to the point where, you see, the Bible says out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. What is bubbling out of your heart from time to time is inspiration from the Spirit. Somebody say inspiration from the Spirit. And when you see that the inspiration that is coming from your heart is not from the Holy Ghost, which will happen, except you choose to live under a cave or something, which will happen. Let me make fun of Pastor Inde, it'd be not fun. But Pastor Inde doesn't actually watch football. But yesterday night, she now showed me a skit by one very popular pastor. You two making fun of Nigeria and is it? <laughs> because this thing, it's all, all around you, you will see it. She's not particularly, I have to be telling her that Nigeria won. How can you do you have to be telling the Nigeria that Nigeria won? Why are you not supposed to be watching the match? <laughs> but let's leave that for another day. <laughs> I had to be breaking the news to her. We were the ones making the news. Because as they were playing, we were praying. By the way, by the way, all you soccer lovers, the next match is on Wednesday. During midweek service time. I am watching you. I'm watching you. I'm telling you. I'm watching. <laughs> don't do as if you don't know. I'm watching you. We are supposed to be where? In church. And please, those of you that have started coming back for midweek service, that you were quite faithful during the 21 days, and you dropped the ball last week, please don't repeat that fully. Remember what God told us as we are wrapping up the year, our coming together 
like the church did in Acts chapter 4, is vital for this moment. In fact, what he said here about speaking, look at what he said. He wasn't even just talking about speaking to yourself personally. He said, speaking to one another. Speaking hymns, psalms, spirit to other people, to other believers. So, coming together and praying out like we do. Worshipping together, praying in other tongues. It's positioning us in these dark days that we are living in where anything can happen that can reduce Dangote to a bird caught in a snare. The kind of dark and evil days we are living is yesterday you may be the number one billionaire. Tomorrow you have lost everything. That's what he's telling you here. You can be yesterday the most popular person. Tomorrow you are now a fish caught in a trap. Those are the kind of evil days we are living in. But he said that even in spite of those kind of evil days, you may not have the skill, you may not have the money, you may not have the wisdom, you may not have all those things, but as long as you are alive, let me hear somebody shout, by the grace of God, I'm alive. He's assuring you that a chance will come. An opportunity will come. An open door will come. <laughs> Hallelujah. The question is, will you have the wisdom to seize that moment? Are you still here with me this morning? One of the things we said we are going to talk about a lot this month is how to walk by faith and not by sight. We were talking about this on Wednesday. And we used the example of David. In fact, classic David example here. Go and give them food in the battlefront. He didn't get up and say, I'm going, I'm going to fight the war. I'm going to kill Goliath. That wasn't his plan. He just went to deliver food for them. But it was at that point of him delivering food that an opportunity came. An opportunity did not announce, hey, opportunity, I'm opportunity. I mean, no, it came like the roar of a Goliath. Mocking the armies of Israel. And everybody was hearing the mockery from Goliath. And they were afraid and intimidated. And backpedaling and hiding. From a major opportunity. David did not see the fear that Goliath was projecting. He kept asking them. Tell me again what they said will happen to the person that kills Goliath. He will marry the king's daughter. Eh? Tell me again what will happen. His family will never pay taxes. Eh? That's what he was seeing. That's the kind of wisdom you need in this kind of days. Hallelujah. Because I'm telling you as truly and as surely as the Lord lives, your chance will come. Your chance will come. As sure as heaven on earth is a prophecy sent from above, your chance will come. Heaven will send you a chance. The important thing is, will you seize it? Ivory Coast kept playing that match, kept playing that match. They were not really, they didn't have any advantage. It was obvious that they were losing. But as long as the referee had not blown the final whistle, they kept playing, they kept playing, they kept playing. Their nation was roaring them, cheering them. They're cheering them on. They kept playing. And towards the end, two times now it has happened. Towards the end of those games, even though they were the weaker side, even though all the odds were against them, they were down by one man yesterday. They were playing 10 against 11. A team that was better than them, obviously. But one chance came. 
Hallelujah. One chance. All they needed was one. Now, there are some people that five chances. Ah, there's one country I know. Nigeria. Chance after chance. In fact, we have the best striker. The African number one player. One of the main critics. Thank God we are winning, no? But he has lost what? Chance after chance. I'm not cursing him. I'm just showing you the power of what the word was saying. Chance after chance has come. These people, they have, no, they have very few chances. Maybe they lost one or two, but they took it. You will take your own in Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. Verse 19, let me quickly wrap up. I've, I've overshot my time a bit. But is someone hearing something this morning? Speaking to one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs. So it's important that we come together, we pray together, we lift our voices together, we worship together. Singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord. Can you see the two of them? The one you do in your heart, the one we do together. And what we are here to do this morning. Giving thanks. Giving thanks. Always. Ah, Pastor, I came for Thanksgiving last month. Always. Pastor, I went for another Thanksgiving last week. Always. Help me elbow your neighbor and say, what is it about always that you don't understand? You give him thanks for all things. Notice he didn't even say all good things. That's why the kind of testimony we had this morning was very important. Ah, they robbed me and took all my money to the point where when I heard the news, I fainted. You would think that kind of person has nothing to thank God for. Ma, thank God that you are alive. Some people fainted like that and we didn't, see, we didn't hear from them again. All things. As long as you have time. Hallelujah. That means as long as you are alive. Thank God. No matter what has happened. Can I get a witness this morning? Because your own chance will come. Your chance for recovery will come. Your chance for restoration will come. Hallelujah. So thanksgiving helps us. Praise God. Helps us. To be positioned to take our chance. Let me quickly close. Go back to that Ecclesiastes and I'll quickly wrap up now. Hallelujah. What shall I render unto Jehovah? For he has done so very much for me. Oh, unto Jehovah. For he has done so very much for me. Hallelujah. So, verse 11 that we read, he made that amazing statement. It's not about how strong you are. It's not about how wise you are. It's not about how powerful you are. It's about you seizing your opportunity. Hallelujah. Because in dark days, even the wisest man can become like a bird caught in a snare. So don't focus on that. Focus on God helping you to seize your opportunity. 
And if you look at what he now started saying after, he now started teaching about wisdom. The same thing Paul was saying in Ephesians 9. Quickly, because of time, verse 16. So because of all these things he was saying, he now said, Then I said, wisdom is better than strength. Nevertheless, the poor man's wisdom is despised and his words are not heard. I wish I had time to go into that. But verse 17, words of the wise spoken quietly should be heard rather than the shout of a ruler of fools. Wisdom is better than weapons of war. But one sinner destroys much good. So he said you, you need Wisdom. Wisdom in this context that will help you to discern your what? Talk to me, somebody. Do you get what he's saying? Because all may be confused. Ah, I thought he said wisdom, um, um, riches is not for the wise. Yes. But you understand the context in which he's using wisdom now. Hello, somebody. The wisdom that will help you see your opportunity. The wisdom that will help you see a Goliath and say, wow, this is my opportunity to the palace. Praise God. And that's what will happen for you this season. Throw your hands up and give God a loud praise this morning. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. Can we rise on our feet? Pastors, please come to the communion table. The preceding message was brought to you by King's Word Everywhere, Nigeria. We are located at King's Word Auditorium, Etel Avenue, behind NNPC Filling Station. First Bank Bus Stop off Kudarat Abiola Way, Argun, Lagos. Email kmiafrica at kingsword.org. Telephone 234 810 00640.